Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to episode 45 of the podcast. My name, as always, is Brody Robertson, and today we're doing another solo episode because as of the recording of this, it is... What's the date? I've got it on my screen right now. It is the 30th of December, and yeah, I don't know whether I would have been able to get someone lined up like around the New Year's time. Same reason I didn't have a guest over the Christmas episode. Maybe I'll do something different next year, but... As of episode 46, we should be going back to normal. I don't have a guest lined up at this specific moment, but I should be able to get someone lined up by the end of the week. And, hey, I don't know who it's going to be. I think, oh, I want to go send a message to Tim Cree. If he, if he doesn't want to do it, then Kai Hendry, is, or at least doesn't want to do it now, then Kai Hendry also said he's going to be up for doing it as well. If not, I've also got one of the guys from my Discord who wants to do the podcast. So it's not like I have a, uh, what's the word? A small pool of guests I can pull from. Plus there's other people out there, which I'm going to talk about in the channel update video that should be going up like three or four days before this comes out. And I mentioned a few other people I want to bring on, like say Mental Outlaw. I don't know how that's going to go. Hopefully, I can do it. That would be awesome because that would be... I Obviously, it would be a really big podcast for me, but I feel like it would be a really entertaining podcast for you guys to listen to as well because people seem to like me for some reason. People like Mental Outlaw. I can understand that more. I, I don't know why people like my content, but hey, if you want to watch my content, then I'm not going to say no to that. So... Let's see, I've actually got a ton of things on my list today. I usually don't plan out this many topics, but last night when I was trying to like jot some stuff down, add to the list that was already there, I came up with way too many extra things. But you know what? Let's start off... Mm, my nose is itchy. <laughs> Let's start off with something that is really great for the audio listeners, because you know what? That's what I like doing on this podcast. Uh, I'm not going to play the audio for this because it would get me copyright struck on YouTube. So, okay, cool. It's muted by default. Uh, if we make that pop out and then go over to the second screen. So on your screen right now, if you're watching the video version, uh, you're seeing a tweet from uh, Reza Zada, who is a founder and CEO of Matroid. Well, I don't know what that company is, but... It's a Boston Dynamics video we have right here. So it's pretty awesome how dancing robot... Well, sorry, words. It's pretty awesome how dancing makes robots less intimidating. Looking forward to seeing more non-trivial machine learning of these robots. Now, I don't know who this person is, but I would say that <laughs> seeing these robots dance honestly is uh, considerably more terrifying. And you know what? Elon Musk has a uh, <laughs> great point here. Less. No. Seeing the uh, the level of oh god don't I'm gonna mute that. Seeing the level of uh agility and level of what's the word I'm thinking of flexibility, range of motion, and accuracy of motion that something like this is capable of, that is uh not less intimidating. I am I'm very very scared for the future. Just imagine something like this. Just dancing towards, just being not intimidating. Just dancing towards you, holding a rifle. Like, haha, I'm going to kill you. Let's go. Yeah, die. That's not less intimidating. <laughs> but you've probably already seen the Boston Dynamics videos 
of uh like the like these white robots here like jumping over like mountains or mountains I guess jumping over like ledges and stuff doing pretty impressive parkour for something that is trained with machine learning. I am very scared for the future. Just imagine like a, a like a just any sort of dystopian uh mecha future where like whether that be um what, what Robocop, whether that be uh I'm blanking on words. The of Terminator? Yeah, there <laughs> would that be Robocop, would that be Terminator? Uh, Boston Dynamics is trying to destroy the future, so be very scared of what they produce, because, yeah, um, dancing robots with rifles. They don't have rifles here, but just imagine it. Just imagine the rifle, and you will instantly be far, far more terrified. But it would make a very, very amusing-looking war, wouldn't it? So you just have these robots dancing towards each other, doing, like, this sort of dance battle thing, and then they just, like, unload their entire magazine at them. <laughs> oh, God. No, that... I, I don't like that. But, hey, the future isn't going to be stopped, no matter how much I complain that it's incredibly terrifying. But, hey, that's that's enough for the terrifying Boston Amics robots. I just realized I closed my notes out. Why did I close my notes? Oh, no, they're just behind the window. Okay, I'm just bad at my job. We'll just put this window here so that I can actually see it when I want to talk about it. Ugh. Let's see. I actually didn't have much else to say about that topic. I just found it like, I think two hours ago or something. Like I woke up this morning, saw it on my Twitter timeline. I was like, hmm, sure. I've got the podcast anyway, so I might as well just talk about that. Anyway, what else do we have? So, oh, another thing that I just found out this morning. So I was just scrolling through Twitter last night, and I think Callie posted about it, saying that uh, Watame has a new album that she dropped. So I think it was Callie that said it. Give me one second. Uh, Calliope Mori. Let's see. Uh, she tweets a lot. Everyone in Hololive tweets way too much. Yeah, here we go. So, full album, wow, Otsukare Senpai. And then, uh, yeah, Watame dropped a new album. Um, I went and listened to one of the songs on the album. Holy crap, that song is amazing. I'm not going to obviously play it, but I would really, really recommend you go and listen to it, because at least the song I listened to, that had, um, Callie as the... Uh, featuring artist. Callie's lines, you can clearly tell we're not the, uh, the the greatest lines in that song, but Callie did an amazing job at, uh, at rapping anyway. The rest of the song is... Oh, why is my nose so itchy today? The rest of the song is absolutely fantastic. Watame is an absolutely amazing singer, and I can't... Yeah, here we go. Here's a, here's a link to the song right here. Uh, called Cloudy Sheep. I cannot wait to listen to the rest of it because, yeah, it, it it's going to be absolutely great. Oh, wait, what's this? Wait, what? I didn't realize this. Hey, Knights, we're so excited to team up with the Hololive Ian for a winter of sneak peeks, special live streams, and so much more inspired by our wonderful world. Hey, that's cool. I've never actually played Princess Connect Redive. I haven't seen the anime either. I hear the anime was 
let okay. The thing with anything remotely moe is it's going to get a terrible score because people don't have any taste. By not have any taste, I mean they are. I don't know. Let, let's just say sick of Moe at this point. You know what? I can't be sick of Moe. I'm just going to keep watching it and it's going to keep being trashy and I'm going to keep enjoying it. Oh, that's a cool new banner. I don't know if you've uh, seen Callie's Twitter recently. She's got this new banner on, on there, which I do like. I'm happy that uh, she's not using the boring banner that all of them have when they first start in Hollow Level. It's just like, oh, here's... Oh, my bloody nose... Where it's just like, oh, here's their card inside of Hololive. Here's who they are. Now it's uh, it's it's just adorable. Oh, maybe I should just restart the podcast. His <laughs> fucking nose. Ah, oh. it's just derailing everything I'm trying to say. Every time I'm trying to think of something, it's just like, ah, oh, hey, my nose is itchy. Let's just be annoying. <laughs> Oh, lordy lord. Speaking of annoying things, um, last time I did my, or I did an episode with DT, uh, he got a bunch of messages on Discord about things, you know, happening on his Discord server, and he always tends to get messages about things happening on his Discord server, and recently, uh, he actually decided to delete his server, which I can fully understand, because he was literally never there, and that's sort of why that server was an absolute massive train wreck so my server it's had its it's had its times but when people join the server they know that i'm going to be there and they know that there's you know certain things that you can't exactly get away with i'm pretty lax with what i I let go on on that server but when the only person you have managing the server is one of your patrons and you don't ever actually show up yourself. It's sort of expected that eventually it's going to just descend into absolute chaos. I do remember, I think it was a month or so back, the general channel on that server was nothing but politics. And because of that, someone ended up... Oh, I, who's, who's managing? I think Big Pond. Big Pond is managing it, or was managing it before it got deleted. Um, just decided to make a uh, politics channel and... That's sort of where all that went, and then it just it kept getting worse and worse from that point onwards. Because I think it was also like a not safe work channel as well. I don't think any porn got posted in there, but um, being a not safe work channel, people were basically just saying whatever the hell they wanted. And DT eventually found out that this was going on because eventually he decided to. I think maybe he got a message on Mastodon or something where he actually checks or an email. Um, decided to actually check and just saw what what hell was going on here that the absolute hellscape that was his discord server and decided to shut it down but it is kind of sad that he also deleted his discord account which isn't really that big of a deal for me because next time i bring him on the podcast i'm gonna have a jitsi server set up anyway so hey it's not that big of a deal i'm probably going to only use discord for the community game nights for like chatting uh, also chatting with mates. I still got the like my main Discord server up. I'm not going to delete that anytime soon. I've got that fairly well-ish moderated. Like I'm not the only one moderating that. I am there though, so that does help a bit. Um, pretty much that server. 
I only have it because most people are still on Discord. If people migrated to something like Matrix, I would still probably keep the Discord server there. It just wouldn't be the main link I have on, like, my thingy. I like to get on my uh, description. That's what I'm thinking of. I like to give people options. So if people want to use the Discord, they can use the Discord. If they want to use Matrix, hey, use the Matrix. Maybe I'll start up like an IRC channel on Freenode or something and let people use that as well. But I don't really know. Mm. But I, I, I don't understand why DT doesn't like to, like, you know, chat in these online... I guess, chat rooms, because he's the sort of person who, I feel like he's, this is kind of bullshit, uh, when he sits down at his computer, he likes to do work. Now, he is way too good at Xenotic to be someone who only does work when they sit down at their computer. I have a feeling that he, like Luke, might exaggerate a little bit in some places. <laughs> Not to say that D2 doesn't do a lot of work. I just have a feeling that he plays considerably more Xenotic than he possibly lets on. Because when he joined during my live stream the other week, he was surprisingly good. <laughs> surprisingly good for someone who doesn't seem like they play that many games. So maybe there's just something there. But the point I was trying to get at, I actually don't have a point. There's, there's no point here. I'm just, <laughs> there's literally no point to what I'm saying. Um... The, the the imaginary point that I'm getting to here is I understand that, like, why you wouldn't want to be hanging out in chat rooms all the time. My thing about chat rooms, especially chat rooms specifically related to my content, is I feel like it keeps me in touch with the people who are actually watching my content. I feel like the people who, you know, don't respond to comments, don't bother reading their comments, don't really interact with anyone who's actually watching their stuff, tend to do their own thing and drift away from the sort of content that their viewers basically like. And they may be trying their best to improve their content, but it's just not going down the direction that the people actually viewing their channel actually care about. So I feel like by keeping, I guess, a bit more closer tie with the people who are watching the content, it keeps me more in line with where I should be taking the channel. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm always going to do exactly what the viewers want to see, but what it does mean is that it at least gives me an idea of the general direction I should be trying out. However, listening to your viewers constantly is going to be a bad idea because you're going to have people saying one thing and then people saying literally the exact opposite thing. And when that happens... Um, you sort of just have to work it out for yourself. There's so many times that that's happened for me. Not not, not just with the obvious things like, ha ha, the beard. Ha ha, beards are, beards are bad. You should get rid of the beard. You should, uh, be a beard bad. No, I'm not getting with the beard. Uh, it's my beard. I don't care. No, um, when it comes to do with more, when, when it, wow, that's, that's a sentence. When it's to do more with, like, say, presentation style, like, should my videos be longer? Should they be shorter? I've had people say, hey, they should be five minutes long. Those people are completely wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. But I've also had people saying, oh, they should be like 20 or 30 minutes long. And both of those people, I feel like, are wrong in their own ways. But there's definitely some points you can take from both of those groups. Jesus Christ, my nose is so itchy right now. I don't know why it is. This is annoying. Um... 
while we're on the topic of YouTube, let's actually go over to Baby Wogue's channel. So, Baby Wogue, I don't know what his deal is. I guess we're just trying to, like, start a fight with me for views or something. I'm not going to clip this because I just want as little attention to go to Baby Wogue's channel from this as possible. So, over on the community post on Baby Wogue's channel, here we go. We have this one right here. <laughs> there was a paper published by Google, I can't find that now, uh, that was saying that people were referring NTTS voices over human voices, so not, is that like non-text to speak? I actually don't know what NTTS means. What is NTTS? Let's find out. NTTS. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's non-text to speech or something. I Actually, wait, that doesn't even make any sense. You mean, whatever. Anyway, it's it's about text-to-speech because that's how Baby Woke does his videos. Anyway, prefers uh, text-to-speech voices over human voices, not only for devices communication, but that was also including long-form text like audiobooks, etc. Now, I don't know uh, where this paper would have came from because I don't know a single person who prefers text-to-speech voices over human voices. I uh, That seems like an interesting study. I would like to see it, but, you know, can't find that study now. Gonna reference a study. Can't find it. Uh, I know, I know. You can't possibly believe that. I don't believe it either, no matter how much I want to. But after listening to Brody Robinson, everything will make sense. Then links to my video, which, by the way, he makes a 10-minute review. It didn't review anything. Literally at all. That'll, on Pac-Man 6.0, the last parallel downloads. Now, I don't know if Babywork knows what a review is. <laughs> like, at all. Does Baby Wog know what a review is? Because reading the news and then commenting on the news is not a review <laughs> at all. Like, under anyone's definition of review except for yours, that is not a review. So, uh, but without even trying it, because he was afraid it would actually break his arch. Yes, because I actually want my system to work and I don't particularly want to run alpha software that has been known to already break people's systems. Uh, let's see. It was an alpha version, but still, if there's nothing worse than Arch Linux... Eh, if there's nothing worse, worse than Arch Linux noob is a noob with an annoying voice. Doesn't Wogue run, like, Ubuntu? <laughs> if we're talking about Arch Linux noobs here, don't you run Ubuntu? Hey, what? It was news, even scientific post. It's just a matter of perspective. Hey, you at least know what news is. Uh, what, 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 what do you mean a scientific post? You didn't link any scientific. And the funny thing is, the comments are also great on this. Because, uh, where's the thread? Here we go. Here's the thread that I started. So, uh, I just replied with oof. And then thanks for the sub boost. Because what happened is Baby Wog made this post. And I think I got like 20 or 30 subs from it. So, there's Baby Wogue viewers who didn't know about me, uh, checked out my channel, liked my content, and started watching it, which I can fully, fully uh, accept, and I, I love that. Uh, you can find research backing anything you desire. Too many billions of people, bro. Personally, I find computer generation <laughs> generated voices cringy. I'd know the reason. Perhaps there's an uncanny valley for voices too. <laughs> Why are you gatekeeping, bruh? Now, this is where it gets fun, um, because... Woke starts getting roasted in the comments. It's great. Uh, you're welcome. Seriously now, is it possible to make a review on Pac-Man and actually afraid to try it? Not a review. 
It's virtually five minutes to restore, or at least you could try on a VM, not a review. And then I say, it wasn't a review. It was a discussion of a new feature and why in a generic content, uh, context, parallel downloading is useful. 10 upvotes. <laughs> uh, and then Mir, or Mir? I don't know how to say your name. Basically says that this is a sort of a thing that Wogue does, and that's what I sort of noticed, that every so often, Baby Wogue will make this post that has literally nothing, or have a picture on it, and then the post below it has literally nothing to do with the actual content of the post. Oh, here we go. Do you actually have the... No, you just keep posting. <laughs> oh, I haven't actually read this one. This is a new one for me. Uh... Interesting fact that people for NTTS didn't back it up, but I had shared that paper like a year ago. Oh, wait. So you, sh you shared the paper and you're too, too lazy to go get a link for it. Uh, let's see. A proof of how a human voice can be really annoying to listen to, which isn't like anything insulting at Brody. It's just an awful... <laughs> it just happens to some people. I kind of wonder what Baby Woke actually sounds like, that you feel like a text-to-speech voice sounds better than your own voice. I really do want to find out what Baby Woke actually, actually sounds like. And let's see. A Pac-Man news with link to developer post. Wait, what? Are you, are you referring to points being made in an earlier comment? I don't think you understand how numbered lists work. Wait. We expect link to... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think you know how a numbered list works. <laughs> uh... A complaint to Linux YouTubers being lazy. Brondi. Yeah, wait, you, you edited the post and still went to spell my name wrong. I literally commented on the thread. Oh, Lord. Uh, Brody spent two hours making this video, but didn't spend 20 minutes to actually try it. Which not only shows his laziness, a laziness, but also shows no interesting. So why he even bothers to reprint a post by a developer in 10 minutes. It's not a quick news mention, which it could... Which it would be cool. And that last has become the standard in such Linux channels. So bad quality nowhere else. In what is this sentence? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. I have a feeling. Okay. If if we translate that into English. I feel like what Baby Wog is saying there is. Doing a news video. Where you go over the content of the news. Is a waste of time. Because. It's because it's lazy, but that's assuming that everyone who uses Linux or everyone who uses Arch also reads every single bit of news that comes out, whereas that's not how people work at all. So what YouTubers typically do is they will find, if, if say you're doing a news episode or a news show, is you'll take some news, you'll give a bit of your take on it, maybe you'll expand upon some points. And then you'll show it to your audience because they may not have seen it already. And that's how it works. <laughs> oh, my favorite. Uh, my, my two favorite Weeb Linux YouTubers make collaboration, please. I believe after that post, I created a strong foundation for a collaboration. That would be amusing, actually. Baby Woke, if you, even after me uh, kind of roasting you, if you want to come onto the podcast, I'd be more than happy to have you. Even if you want to do your, your text-to-speech thing, I think it would be kind of funny. Uh, you're right, nowadays Linux YouTubers read the post done by developers, don't even do any research, but I guess when Distro Wars and these things give views, then who cares? Once again, this I don't think this person knows what a uh, news show is. 
if uh, you are the most complaining human being, but the f you are the most complaining human being. <laughs> Maybe I should make that my uh, like my my dis uh, dis my Discord message of the day. You are the most complaining human being, but the fact that your content is very unique in YouTube is what I admire. Doesn't doesn't maybe work just do like up uh, videos on like um gnome updates. Let's see. So let's see. I start wondering featuring gnome off the words. Words are hard. Uh, so what I'm what I'm seeing here is you basically do the same sort of content that I do. You just do it very short and do with text to speech content. Aha. Uh -huh. Also, uh, lots of lots of anime girls that get you demonetized <laughs> that DT told you about a good year ago and you haven't done anything about it and then you complain that you're not making any money on YouTube even though you know exactly why you're not making any money. <laughs> I don't dislike Baby Works. I actually do like Baby Works content. But hey, if you want to start a fight with me, uh, good luck with that. I'm not clipping this. So, hey, if anyone made it to 25 minutes in the podcast, there you go. You get to listen to that rant and you're the only one who gets to listen to it. Um... Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. Uh what else do we have? Oh right. The uh the Steam sale the winter Steam sale, I think will still be happening when this podcast comes out. I believe it will be. Um I actually bought a bunch of games during the winter sale because I wanted to play some stuff on stream. I have a lot of games obviously already because everyone who everyone who has a Steam account has tons of games but i decided to go and buy a bunch more because uh i can and there's cool games that came out this year that i wanted to play and cool games that came out the past couple of years that i've wanted to play and obviously just haven't really had much of an opportunity to do so because i haven't really played anything much before uh much before this year i guess yeah because i, I kind of took a a pretty big break off of gaming i would say like a good two or three year break <laughs> so i'm just gonna bring up my library i don't have it open in the web browser i have the um what's the word the the desktop client so i bought things like borderlands the pre-sequel which i will be playing very soon uh i just need to actually set up the group that i'm gonna be playing with i've got a mate who is a streamer and another mate who i've known for god knows how long and they all want to play borderlands pre-sequel so Gonna play that. I haven't played that one. I've played most of the way through the first Borderlands, and I played the second one. I have no idea how many times. I used to grind out legendary weapons on that game. I don't know why I did that. It was incredibly boring, and I was getting literally nothing out of it. I don't know why I did it, but I did enjoy the game. It was a fun gameplay loop, so presuming that Borderlands the pre-sequel is uh, a fun-ish game. If, if it's literally anything like Borderlands 2, basically if it's the same thing, I will be happy playing it. And I don't have Borderlands 3 yet. I may buy it, but I may also just wait until the next Steam sale because it's probably going to come down in price by then. I think it's still fairly expensive even after, um, even after it came down in price. So right now it is currently... Uh, what, how much is it? It is, okay, so it's 67% off, it is $30. Mmm, that is tempting. And the, um, Borderlands 3 Super Deluxe Edition, which comes with the Season Pass, so all of the DLC, is $54.
That is tempting. That is very tempting. Oh, wait, is there two se- Wait. Is there two season passes? Wait, season pass two- What? Give me one second. What is this? Season- Yeah, okay. Oh my god, are you really doing that? Season pass two. You have two season passes. Why would you have two season passes? Really? I Remember the days where season passes first came out? They were kind of cool because, oh, you would- Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, I want to get the Call of Duty DLC. Oh, I've got to pay $15 for this one and $15 for this one and this one and this one. And then season, pass, uh, season passes came out. You get a discount. You get it all at the start. You don't know if the DLC is going to be good or not, but it's still going to be cheaper anyway. Now it's like, oh, let's have multiple seasons. No, no. Stop that. Stop that. We don't, we don't need multiple seasons. Just one season pass. That's all we need. But it's sort of a thing that games like um, Rocket League and now um, Fall Guys and games like that, Fortnite as well, have all been starting where it's like, let's do like every six months, every year is going to be like this new season sort of thing. That means we can charge more money for it. <sighs> the gaming industry gets further and further destroyed every single day. But... At least not every game is going to be, you know, destroyed by DLC like that. So another game I bought, I actually went and bought, where is it? I bought Spyro the Reignited Trilogy because I've never actually played most of the early Spyro games. I've played the second one, which was called Ripto's Rage in the US or Gateway to Glimmer in Europe and Australia. But I never actually finished the game. Because I didn't actually have a, um, a PS1 memory card. And when you played a PS1 game on the PS2, you couldn't actually save it with your PS2 memory card for some reason. I don't know what the reason for that was. Maybe there was some technical difference between them that made it so that wouldn't work. But the fact that it wouldn't work was really annoying. Um, because I got the PS2 pretty late when you couldn't actually buy PS1 memory cards like at EB Games anymore, I guess. GameStop in the US, which was annoying, because um, I got the PS2, I think, like, just before the PS3 came out. Yeah, I'm very, very late to consoles. I bought the PS3, I think, like, two years before the PS4 came out, and then I bought the PS4, like, two years ago. <laughs> um, but speaking of PS1 games, I also bought the, uh, what's it called, the Crash, in uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Another thing that I haven't actually played, I think... I might have played, like, the first Crash game, but I don't think I ever actually finished it. So that'll be fun to go back and play. But one thing about gaming on Linux is I'm genuinely surprised with how well most things work. Like, most of the games I bought, I bought way, way before I ever considered using Linux. But most of the games I have are either platinum or gold rated on, um on ProtonDB, which is insane. I, I'm actually surprised with how well most games actually work. I don't actually have anything that has a balked rating. Um, I, one of my mates did want me to go and play Rainbow Six. That doesn't actually work, sadly. I would like to play it. I think Apex doesn't work as well. And a couple other games, generally these eSporty these e titles, which have really terrible anti-cheat, those are the sort of games that aren't actually working. But most single-player games, from what I'm seeing, at least have, like, a silver rating, which 
Silver isn't perfect, but it's perfectly playable, I would guess. Um, but, like, let's see. What games do I have in Platinum? So, games that are actually interesting. We have Bastion, Borderlands 2, obviously Counter-Strike, because the Source Engine works on Linux in the first place, so of course that's going to work. Dishonored, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Doom. I think Doom Eternal might be a gold-rated game, not a silver-rated game, sadly. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Dragon Age Origins. That's another game that I've never actually gone and finished. I think I've started that and played like 10 hours of it and never played any more after that. Uh, Enter the Gungeon, Fallout New Vegas. Uh, 80s, obviously, because all of the Supergiant games just work perfectly on Linux. Even if they don't have a Linux version, it seems like the devs at least know enough on how to get a game to work on Linux and have it actually work pretty well. Uh, Half-Life 2. Half-Life 1, I think, has a gold rating, which, once again, perfectly playable. The, uh, the first two Neptunia games, so Rebirth 1 and Rebirth 2, they work perfectly on Linux. I think that Rebirth 3 might have a gold rating, but I've already played Rebirth 3 anyway. Maybe Rebirth 3 has a silver rating or something. I don't exactly remember. Uh, no, that's... Mega Dimension V2, that one has a, uh, a, a silver rating. Do I have... Ah, I do have V3. Yeah, V3 has a, a gold rating. Once again, perfectly fine. The Neptunia series constantly gets, like, remade anyway. Like, every time a new game in the franchise comes out, it's like, okay, before that comes out, we have to first re-release every single other game beforehand... And then go from there. That's that's what that's literally what happened after I think the third game. So before uh, Mega Dimension came out, they're like, okay, we have to do the Rebirth series. And then before the next one after that, it's like, okay, let's redo the Rebirth series again. And I guarantee before the next game comes out, it's gonna be like, okay, let's have Rebirth Hyper Ultra Mega Super Deluxe Edition. And I'm gonna keep buying it because I I absolutely love the Neptunia series. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Neptunia. I'm not going to say that anything... I, I It does have certainly some uh, terrible game mechanics in some places, especially if you go play the original version, not the Rebirth games, but you play um, Hyper, uh, yeah, Hyper Dimension Neptunia 1, 2, and 3. The original mechanics, I think 3 fixed it. The original mechanics, though, were god-awful. Um, I do like the way that Mega Dimension did it, and, hey, if they want to remake the rest of the series, but redo it with the Mega Dimension mechanics, I'll take it. Even though it kind of does make the game a little bit easier. Um, yeah. I actually kind of like all of Idea Factory's games. Even the ones that aren't amazing. Uh, like, I've been... I've got Fairy Fencer Advent Dark Force sitting on my shelf. I just need to go and finish that game. I absolutely love the first Fairy Fencer game, uh, and Advent Dark Force is the first Fairy Fencer game, basically. <laughs> so if you've never played Advent Dark Force, basically, I think it takes, like, an alternate timeline or something, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so instead of making a new story, let's just do the same story again, but this time, some of the antagonists can be good guys this time. That... <laughs> That, that's pretty much it. And that's what the first game did anyway. It's like, okay, we have this route. 
these people are good guys. Okay, this route, these people are good guys. Let's just keep going. So if they did a third game, then be like, oh, let's just make everyone a bad guy or something. Let's have the let's have the main character be a bad guy this time. Mmm. That's a that's a big brain approach to doing. <laughs> it's a fun series. And also, the um I I definitely can't play it, but the um the Fair Eyes theme before the the first um the first route change is an absolute banger and i was really really sad when that song changed just go look up um what is it fairy fencer uh yeah fairy fencer metamorphize <laughs> it's such a dumb song it reminds me of um the song that the original version of dragon's dogma had um when Dark Arisen came out, they changed the, the like, main menu theme music, and I was so sad, because I bought Dark Arisen. Um, no, the original version of Dragon's Dogma, though, holy crap. If you haven't heard the Dragon's Dogma menu music, you are really, really missing out. It is, it is honestly... I don't know if I'd call it the best menu music ever, but it is certainly very high up there. Um... I was talking about games I had on Steam, and now I'm talking about Fairy Fencer for some reason. Oh, I guess I do have the first Fairy Fencer on Steam. Uh, what else do we have in the Platinum rating? All, uh, okay, no. Necropara 0, 1, and 2 are all uh, Platinum. I don't actually have the other Necropara games. They might also be Platinum as well. They're visual novels. If they will launch and have all of the images and sounds... I would call that fairly good. Oh, one thing I was very happy to find out that is a platinum rating is the Tie the Tasmanian Tiger series. Not the fourth game, the fourth game that doesn't need to exist, but Tie 1, 2, and 3 all have platinum ratings on ProtonDB. So I can play these games perfectly. I am so happy that I have them now. They were like a few dollars each. I've never actually played the second tie game. I've played the first one and I've played a good part way through Night of the Quinkin. But I didn't actually own Night of the Quinkin, so sadly, you know, I couldn't play it myself most of the time. But now that I have it, I'm absolutely going to be streaming it. I'll probably stream from the start all the way to the end. They're not long games. They're PS2 platformers with really, really terrible uh, Australian accents. So. <laughs> like genuinely terrible. If you've never seen like some of the voice acting in Tiger Tasmanian Tiger, you are missing out because it is the most stereotypical Australian voice acting, and I love it. It it's just perfect. The main character is a fucking Tasmanian Tiger. Doesn't look anything like a Tasmanian Tiger, but it's fine. And like your main like. What's your main um, guide throughout the game is a uh, is a kookaburra <laughs> who's just constantly using Australian slang that nobody actually uses, but it's funny. <laughs> also, the main antagonist is a um, is a cassowary. I feel like the game would have been funnier if the uh, the main antagonist was an emu. Just because, you know, the Great Emu War and all that. If you don't know what the Great Emu War is, I'm going to enlighten you on the Great Emu War. 
The Great Emu War was a very sad time in Australian history. This is at the time that the Australian people um, lost a war against the emus. I'm not joking. That's that's actually what happened. So, the Emu War, also known as the Great Emu War, was a nuisance wildlife management military operation. Yes, we sent in the military to deal with fucking giant birds. Undertaken in Australia over the later part of 1932 to address public concern over the number of emus running amok in the uh, Campion? Campion, I think that is. Campion District of Western Australia. The unsuccessful attempts to curb the population of, of emus, a large flightless bird indigenous to Australia, employed soldiers armed with Lewis guns. Ah, that one. Uh, leading the media to adopt the name Emu War when referring to the incident. While a number of birds were killed, the emu population persist, uh, persisted and continued to cause crop destruction. So, yes. We fought a war against the emus, and we lost. We lost against giant fucking flightless birds. <laughs> How many emus died? Um, okay. Despite the problems encountered with the cull, the farmers of the region once again... <laughs> we failed the war the first time, then it's like, okay, military, please assist us again. Oh, we so we only had the one emu war, and then they were turned down by the government. Sad. Instead, the bounty system that had been instigated in 1923 was continued, and this proved to be effective. 57,000 bounties were claimed over a six-month period in 1934. By, by December 1932, war of, uh, word of the emu war had spread to the United Kingdom. Some con uh, conservationists there protested the cull as an extermination of the rare emu. Now... I think this might have something to do with the, uh, or words. The rare emu, the rare emu, that's an amusing statement. Because I'm pretty sure, at least at the time, they were definitely not an endangered species. Why is there not a link to the emu page on this, on this page? Emu, come on, surely. Surely, Wikipedia, you're going to have a link to emu. Okay, we're going to go to emus. How, how many emus are there? Hmm. It looks like emus may not be, uh may not be a a rare animal they're not as annoying as uh as having kangaroos which there are literally more kangaroos in australia than there are people um but you know there are rare species and all that rare emu uh dominic Cerventi and schubert whittle the eminent australian uh orn orn ornithologist described the war as an attempt at the mass destruction of the birds Yes, that is literally what it was. There were too many emus, and they wanted to destroy them. This is a completely apt state, like apt, completely accurate statement. There is nothing wrong with what's being said here. So throughout 1930 and onward, exclusion barrier fencing became a popular means of keeping emus out of agricultural areas, in addition to other vermin such as dingoes and rabbits. Now, here's another thing: we didn't just have a war against emus. We also built things like the dingo fence. So I'm going to show you the dingo fence. <laughs> the dingo fence is basically a big fence that goes across what from Yalata in South Australia all the way up to uh that would be a bit past the Gold Coast I would say, but it doesn't actually go all the way to the ocean. So 
But also for some reason it doesn't. I, I'm guessing maybe um, <clears throat> New South Wales didn't want the fence inside of their state, so it just goes along the, <laughs> the New South Wales border. But yeah, we we built this giant ass fence basically to keep the dingoes out and also to keep the emus out. The problem is that when you build a fence that is 5,600 kilometers long made of wire mesh, uh, it tends to get damaged. And is there a picture of it? Uh, no, there's not a picture of the fence being damaged, but yeah, the fence gets damaged pretty often. And, oh wait, what? The fence does... <clears throat> wait, it doesn't go into New South Wales here, but it does here. I'm guessing, is there some reason why? Was there just not a population bubble in there or something? Do the dingoes just care about borders? Is that how that works? The dingoes not like like going to New South Wales or something like that? I don't know. Maybe. Um, also, we have the rabbit proof fence, which is a different fence. <laughs> we just like building fences. Oh, so it's not just one rabbit proof fence. We have three rabbit proof fences. We have three rabbit proof fences, we had a war against giant flightless birds, and we have a dingo fence. Australia. Great country, I love it. It is- I, I actually adore my country, there's just so many dumb things that we've done in the past. I'm sure I could find some other wars against animals we've had, I'm surprised- wait, is there- have we had a war against kangaroos? Kangaroo, sure that surely there's been some sort of kangaroo cull, kangaroo war. Have we had one? No, kangaroo war will take you back to the emu war. <laughs> Wait, what is what today's kangaroo fighters can learn from the great emu war? What in the what? In recent years, Australia has been embroiled in an effort to cull kangaroos. This year alone is expected to kill over a million of them in an effort to protect endangered species in its grassland. While the mass culling, uh, while the mass culling has sparked outrage among animal rights activists, waging war on its fauna is nothing new for Australia. <laughs> waging war on its fauna. Uh, in fact, Australia has been trying to subdue its animals for decades, and the most infamous historical attempt was an utter disaster. I have a feeling this isn't going to be a very positive article. Um... But kangaroos taste pretty delicious. I really recommend if you've never had kangaroo before. Really good meat. You cook it like really rare. Basically the way you'd cook pretty much like a sandwich steak. You cook it basically just as long. You want most of it to be bleeding and red and basically hopping off your plate. And you like season it with a bit of salt. It's delicious. If you cook it any more than that, like you try to cook it like medium rare or well done, it will feel like you're eating a tire. So don't do that. This is just not a meat that you cook to be well done. If you want something to be well done, have a steak. Have some pork. Don't have kangaroo. It will end badly for you. <laughs> Why am I talking about killing kangaroos and emu wars? I don't know. I don't know how we got here. It just sort of happened. Um <clears throat> mm. Speaking of things that sort of happen, I actually don't have a segue. Oh, I don't know. I should have made some tea. Ah, so this uh, this teacup, this is something I actually got for Christmas. 
Uh, there we go. Hee hee hee. Because my mom thinks she's funny. <clears throat> so I've got that. I also got these uh, Amorite sunglasses. Which uh, were not paid for for full price because Amorite is an expensive brand. I got them during Black Friday. They're still too expensive. I think they were still like $150 or something stupid like that. I wouldn't personally pay that much for a pair of sunglasses. But I do like them. They're comfortable. I sometimes put them on my head and then just leave them there and forget they're there. But I can see why people like these sunglasses. It's just that I personally couldn't justify spending that much on a pair of glasses. Obviously, if they're like prescription glasses, that's a bit different. But when it's just like, hey, here are some sunglasses because I don't like outside being bright. It's a bit of a tough sell for me personally. I'm just sort of a... I'm the sort of person who goes to, like, the local news agent or chemist or anywhere that just sells, like, $5 sunglasses, and then I'll just wear those for, like, a year or two. I don't particularly care about having, like, the most fashionable sunglasses or anything like that, but I will, I will definitely accept a uh, Christmas present, especially when it's something as expensive as this. I also ended up getting... Uh, I think my sister still hasn't given me the gift that she was supposed to give me, but I'll see it at some point. I think I'm supposed to see her at work tonight. If she hasn't... Wait, I don't know if she's still on a break. She she might still be on holiday. I don't know. Whenever she's not on holiday, uh, she's got a new pair of flip-flops, as the the Americans would call them, or thongs, as, we, as we'd call them here. But, you know, if I said my sister gave me a, a thong, the uh, the Americans would think something, something a bit weird's going on there. But yeah, they are flip-flops as you guys would say uh i tried them on a while back they're really comfortable and i've been wanting them for a while because the ones i currently have uh, i have shoes down here the ones i currently have you got like this rubber top and it gives me blisters on my toes and i don't like it but these new ones have like a nice padding on them uh and kind of needed new ones because the ones i currently had i think are about 10 years old maybe Maybe eight years old? Actually, no, ten might be right. Yeah. I think they're about ten years old. And they're still technically in one piece. They're kind of like falling apart. But the the thingy on the top that holds your foot in and the, the base of it, those are together. It's just everything else falling off. That's all you need, really. Who needs decorations and things like that? As long as they sit on your feet, it's all good. I don't know how much they'll like how much they were when they were new. They were probably just like cheap ones from like Kmart or Target. I can't imagine they were expensive shoes, but maybe they were. Maybe that's why they lasted so long. I don't know. Maybe shoes 12 years ago were just built differently than they are now. I don't know. Because they weren't originally my shoes. They're actually hand-me-downs from my dad. So he probably had those for a couple of years already. And then I decided to like pinch them at some point, and then they became mine. Oh, Lord. What else do I get? Oh, like always, um, I got Lynx Packs, because Lynx Packs are great. If you don't know what a Lynx Pack is, you're severely missing out. I don't know if they're a thing like outside of Australia. Basically, uh, Lynx is a deodorant brand, and a Lynx Pack is, it comes with like some body wash, some deodorant, maybe some like soap as well. And basically, 
it's just a very boring gift to give to someone that you have no idea what to give to. And I very much appreciate it because I'm too lazy to go and buy deodorant. So if other people want to buy deodorant for me, I'll be, you know, very happy about that. I think I still have like three cans from the other year because my mum isn't the only one who gets me those. Whenever anyone doesn't know what to get me, it's always like, okay, I'll give you some money or I'll give you a Lynx pack. And both of those are entirely appreciated. M money probably more so. But hey, I'll never say no to more Lynx packs if I don't have to go and buy any more deodorant. Same with socks. If someone wants to buy me like some plain black socks, uh, I'll, I'll definitely appreciate those as well. Because I need socks, but I don't want to buy them. Am I just getting old? Am I just getting old being like, oh, I don't, I don't, just, I genuinely don't care what you get me for Christmas. Honestly, anything that I want, I'm just going to buy myself anyway. I'm not going to wait until the end of the year for it. So buy me something that I need rather than something I want. So Lynx packs, alcohol. I actually got my sister a, a six pack of cruises for Christmas because I knew she was going to be drinking a lot. And hey, I might as well help out because I knew she'd already finished off the case that she bought the other week. So it works. Good gift. I knew she was going to use it. Uh, that's one good thing about buying someone a Lynx pack or buying them alcohol. You know they're going to use it. <laughs> Whereas you buy them like, I'm going to buy you cologne or I'm going to buy you this. Like, I don't wear cologne. What, what reason do I have to wear cologne? Cologne. <laughs> cologne. <laughs> enough of that. Enough of saying cologne. Um, let's see. Oh, since we're on the topic of Christmas, let's just move a little bit forward to New Year's. So, New Year's Eve is going to be tomorrow night for me. I think, like, three or four days ago by the time you guys see this. Uh, I'm really tired right now. I don't really have any plans. I'm, I think I'm working New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah, I'm working New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, we're closed. Uh, I think I also finish early on New Year's Eve. I think we're... Um, the boss has said that we're leaving at 10pm rather than 11pm, so maybe there'll be a stream that night, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a stream from Australia's New Year's, and everyone's like, it's not New Year's yet, that's in like, 12 hours. <laughs> because, fucking GMT plus 10.30, I'm like, nah man, I'm the only one who matters because Australia, that's the most important country. What time zone, actually, you know what, we're gonna check something. What country has the Furthest time zone away from GMT. So let's go time zone map. Okay, so the worst one is going to be... There is a place that has... What the fuck? Wait, what? There is a... What? There is a place that is GMT plus 14, and in the same line is GMT minus 10. What in the world is this mess? Is there anywhere that's actually GMT plus 14 though? Or is it just saying <coughs> it could be GMT plus 14 if they did their uh, thingies correctly? No. Okay, so... Okay, this place is GMT plus 14. Okay. So... Here. Uh, there we go. So... French Polynesia. 
GMT. Uh, is that right? Am I am I wrong? Wait. Uh, where's the time? Where's the time zone? No, that's okay. That's GMT minus ten. Okay. This one that is r right near it. What is? I have a feeling that okay. I'm just gonna show you. Felix, it's just because of the way this map is laid out, because they've like flattened out the globe. <clears throat> this wait, what? No, those times are basically the same though. What? Oh wait, no. Oh, they're so. F I didn't even notice they're an entire day apart. These look like they're really, really close, but I think they might be further away than it actually seems like. So, this one right here. Okay, so. <clears throat> Okay, this one right here, Kiri Kiri Kiritimati State Christmas Island Kiribati Ah, Christmas Island. Okay, I recognize that one. Uh GMT plus fourteen. GMT plus fourteen. What an absolute mess of a time zone that is. <clears throat> like. You'd be perfect for talking to, like, Americans because they'd be literally the day behind you. But if you want to talk to anyone in most of the rest of the world, it would be an absolute shit show. Because, like, anyone here, it's like, oh, okay, it's basically, like, 18 or so hours uh, beforehand. Or, yeah, beforehand. Here, though, it's like, oh, you want to talk to someone in, like, Africa? Or you want to talk to someone in... Basically anywhere else. Not happening. Not happening. Unless you just like having an absolutely fucked up sleeping schedule. I feel bad for that. My, like, my time zone's bad enough. Like, talking to people in the UK is god-awful. Because there's basically... I think, what well, it's GMT. So, there's ten and a half hours difference. So, if I want to talk to someone at, like, you know, 4pm my time, it's going to be... I'll get there eventually. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, 7.30 a.m. Which is fucked. Actually, wait, when I did the podcast with... um, <clears throat> When I did the podcast with uh, Hex DSL, like, there are times you can make it work with people in the UK. My, like, I... Uh, with words. He wanted to record late at night at his time. I think, like, 6 or 7 or something. Which worked out to be about 4... 5.30 in the morning my time. Um, I talked about this on the podcast itself. I don't like being up that early in the morning. It is awful. And the only reason I did it is because I like Hex and I thought that was going to be a fun episode. And I think besides me being really sleepy during it, which is no different from the way it normally is, as you can probably fucking tell from today, I feel like it was a good episode that was kind of worth it. Um... Like, I'll do probably do the same if, like, DT wanted to do that as well, or Mental Outlaw. Most people... Okay, it's not just to say I would I would only do that for big channels. I think anyone I think would be really fun to talk to, I'd be more than happy to get up at some super time. Like, say... Hmm. Like, if, if Tim Kreef wants to do some really dumb time, hey, that's fine. But I think that his time zone... Might be a bit better for me. I think... Let's see if it, he has his uh, country on his channel. 
Tim Kreef. I can spell his name, which I cannot do. Uh, let's see what his time zone is. About. He does not have it on his channel. Okay. Oh, no, he does. France. What is the... Oh, God, that's going to be just as bad as UK, isn't it? Uh, let's find out. Time zone converter. Adelaide. I'll show you guys. There you go. Adelaide to France. How bad is this time zone going to be? Fuck. It's just as bad as the UK. It's one hour off. I did not realize it was that terrible. Okay, this is going to be a fun one. Maybe I will have to be up at like 4.30 in the morning. But maybe, maybe we can do something on the weekend or something and maybe move stuff around so I don't. <clears throat> like, if he was fine to do it during the day, like, I could do, like, what, 8pm, which is 11am his time. That would be fine for me. I could actually go, like, way later. I could do, like, 9 or 10pm, really. So I feel like there's, like, you can make it work. It's just, you have to fiddle around. And if you're going to have guests from other places, I always like to... Be the one that's making the sacrifice for the time. I don't really want to make the guest have to get up at some dumb time. If anyone has to, it's going to be me because I'm going to be the host. And the host should probably be the one that, you know, takes the worst part of the situation just to be, you know, a good host. I know some people don't feel the same way, but that's personally how I would like to manage it. And that's, that is how I manage it anyway. Um, Yeah. Let's see, what else do we got? That's, that's the end. Oh, you know what? I've been sleeping terribly lately. I, I mentioned this before, but I, I think I'm, I'm staying up later than I should be. I should be, you know, having a read before I go to bed and then actually going to sleep before midnight. But I keep not doing that because I'm like, hey, I want to do some Wanikani because I'm I'm really enjoying doing Wanikani stuff and it's getting to the point where it's sort of becoming like this uh I have a problem where if I get really into something I'm going to do way way too much of it and I have a feeling that Wanikani is really starting to like take up that part of my life <laughs> and I'm spending considerably more time doing stuff with one Kani than I should be, which is, it's good that it limits you to how much you can actually do because it's a space repetition system program. If it wasn't, God, I would be spending like five or six hours a day just grinding out kanji. I know there are other apps I could be using that I could be doing that. I'm not going to because I will literally destroy my life because I'm starting to get to the point where it's, I'm knowing enough where it's starting to become really fun. Where I'm starting to understand a little bit of how Japanese wordplay works. And when something like that ends up clicking with me, that's when I get like really addicted to it. That's how I started like cycling a lot a few years back. That's how I started running a lot a few years back. When that thing happens that clicks for me, that's when everything else goes to shit. <laughs> That's what initially happened with Linux. Like, I still love working with Linux stuff, but now it's at the point where I just, it's just part of my life. It's not like super exciting anymore. Like, oh, he, here's this cool thing I'd never known about. Now, 
I, there are still things like that with Linux, like if I wanted to do, say, Japanese input. That was the last thing I did where I was like, okay, I'm going to like spend all my, which kind of <laughs> links back to the Japanese thing. It, it's kind of like most things are fairly, most things are fairly routine now. So it's much, it's much harder to like surprise me with something new. That's pretty much where Linux is at. It's the same with like programming. Like when I first started doing programming in uni, it was super exciting all the time. But then eventually you learn like the basic concepts and you learn enough where it's like, okay, now we're sort of in routine. And from that point, it's much harder to, you know, convince yourself to actually go and spend some time on it. Because when you're in that super exciting stage, that's when you're like, okay, I'm going to do like fucking eight hour days doing this. But there is a problem with doing those eight hour days because if it's something very mental like that, you're very likely to cause yourself to burn out a bit. And that's, I think that's sort of what happened with programming. Like I spent so much time doing programming, not just at uni, but also doing side projects and stuff that when it got to the point where I was finished, I was just like, I just don't want to program right now. I sort of did four years to work out that I don't want to do programming my entire life. Like I might go back to it, but for now I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm happier than ever besides the, the sleepy part. But the sleepy part has nothing to do with the, the Linux stuff. It has to do with me being terrible at sleeping and not going to bed when I'm going to go to bed. I'm sure that's a great noise from the audience right now. Mm. And I'm not much of a um a coffee person. I I used to drink coffee. I think I've talked about this before. But it would make me like really, really like hyper. And I stopped and I was like, wow. This is what not being hyper feels like. Maybe I'll go buy like an iced coffee or something afterwards and that will get me through the day because I'm still going to go to work later tonight. I think I've got 8 to 11 tonight. Um, maybe, I'll t maybe I'll take the day off. Uh, it, I, I do love that I'm at the point now where I can sort of decide when I want to work at my day job because I really don't need to work that many hours there. It only needs to cover like an extra two or three hundred a month and that's only a couple of shifts so if i do like one or two shifts a week that's really all i need to do there i'm i'm so happy i'm at that point hopefully in like a year or two it can go down to like i'm just basically on the books because i want my discount and then after that i don't know maybe maybe i'll have my own place maybe Hope, I, I do hope that in like two or three years, this is still going and still go, maybe not growing as quickly, but still going and still going well. It doesn't, it's not showing any sign of slowing down. So, hey, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing and yeah. Speaking of um of YouTube though, I recently, it I opened up YouTube just now and I noticed another one. Uh, I recently watched an Andrew Schultz clip, and I don't know what it is about Andrew Schultz, but YouTube has decided that every single time I open up their website, I have to see one of his comedy clips. Every single time. It happened with VTubers. It happened now with Andrew Schultz. I saw, somehow I've sort of escaped like constant VTuber clips. Now, there are still some, like Nyan is here, but... It's not as much as it was before. Like when I first started watching VTuber stuff, all of this would have been VTuber clips. And which isn't a bad thing. I do enjoy VTubers. But if YouTube is good at one thing, it's 
recommending content they know you're going to click on as long as it's not like out of the things that YouTube likes. Like if, if they're not going to keep recommending you like certain sorts of political content or conspiracy content, but if it's just comedy content like this, YouTube is like, hey, click, 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 click. Just keep clicking, just keep clicking, just keep clicking, clicking, clicking. <laughs> mm. Fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of Andrew Schultz's stuff, and he is he is quite the funny man. I I really do want to go back and see another comedy show. I missed out on um Alex Williamson when he did his last show because I just forgot it was on. And he's a uh, local Adelaide-based comedian as well, so I should have gone and seen him while he was there. There was no reason why I, I shouldn't. I think I might have been... Maybe I was busy with uni stuff or something, but I should have just taken the night off and just went and watched it because I miss going to comedy shows. Comedy is, is great. Like it, it, It's one thing to watch comedy clips online, but there is a very different atmosphere when you're actually in a comedy club. Like, anyone who's watched a sports game knows exactly what I mean. Like, watching, whether that be football or tennis or whatever sport, hockey, whatever sport it is that you're into, watching it on TV and actually being there live with the game is such a different experience because you've got the crowd, they're roaring, and it just sort of brings you into this different state of enjoyment, I guess. I guess that's the best way to put it. <clears throat> because when you're in a comedy club, everyone else is laughing around you. So even if the comedian says fucking nothing funny, like just, I don't know, says something about his shoes, everyone bursts out laughing because that's just, you're already in this, in this group where you're laughing. You're already in this situation where you're enjoying yourself anyway. And once someone else starts laughing, even if they just maybe think of something funny that has nothing to do with the joke, once someone else starts laughing, then other people start laughing. Once you start laughing, it's much easier to keep laughing from that point onwards. So I can't wait until uh, Lewis, uh, Luke, or, so Lewis Spears, Luke Kidgel, Frenchie, Isaac Butterfield, and I didn't see Neil last year, Neil Kohatkar, but... I definitely do, do want to go see his next show that happens. <coughs> hopefully, hopefully, like, uh, The Fringe can happen this year. I doubt it. Or next year, I guess. I really doubt it. So, The Fringe is basically... Is it just comedy or is it, like, other things? It's a, a annual Australian arts festival. Okay, it's, like, music as well. <laughs> Apparently, it's going to be on... February 19th to March 2021. I don't know if it's going to be an online thing. I really hope it's not going to be online. Because that's going to really ruin it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it, I'm guessing they're just going to have limited... We will run for 30 days and nights and we'll operate blah 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 under guidelines. Uh, stay home if you're unwell, physical distance, wash your hands, download the COVID safe app. No, I'm not doing that. Um, (laughs) 
This means do not need you do not need to collect your ticket from post office or print your order confirmation at home. Uh, no one is going to social distance in a uh, in a mosh pit. <laughs> no one's going to social distance in a mosh pit. What are you talking about? But I didn't get to go to the fringe this year just because I was too busy with other stuff. So, actually, yeah, and I think just after the fringe happened, that's when the initial lockdowns happened. So I think it happened to the. I think the Fringe happened at a good time because the Melbourne Comedy Festival, that I believe did get... Yeah, the Melbourne Comedy Festival didn't happen at all this year. That's another thing that I do. I don't know if it's going to be able to happen because there's going to be the 14-day uh, lockdowns for travelling. Hopefully those ease up by March. I think it's March the Comedy Festival happens. Uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Let's see. Yeah, I don't care. Go click the page. Um, do we have a thing about 2021? 2021 festival date. It's supposed to be March 24th to 18th of April. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. I really do hope it happens because a lot of the big Australian comedians are from Melbourne and... That means they really haven't had that big of a uh, a paycheck this year. <laughs> so a lot of the uh, the younger guys already had YouTube channels. So they've just been like, hey, I'm just going to become a YouTuber for this year. That's what like Lewis Spears did and uh, Luke as well. Um, actually, Lewis has mainly become a Twitch streamer at this point. I think Luke also Twitch streams, maybe. I know Lewis, and, uh, I know Lewis does it. And that's the reason why his hair is blue now. It's less blue than it was before, but holy crap, that hair was blue when he uh, first died. Lewis Spears, blue hair. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> I think he said, if I get a donation of a certain amount, or a, a certain amount of donations or over a certain amount of time, so I don't remember the exact reason why, but um, yeah. Let's see. Lewis Spears, blue hair. God, his hair is so awful when it was blue. Oh right, he had to, yeah, he had to bleach it first. Blonde Lewis doesn't actually look that bad. I kind of forgot what he already like. It it's been so long since I've seen him, just having his old brown hair that it's kind of weird looking back on that. <laughs> Fucking hell, Blue Lewis. I I will miss Blue Lewis when he is gone. But I kind of also want him to want him to go as well because. You know, Blue Lewis is kind of awful. Um, <clears throat> roast. I didn't, actually didn't notice that thumbnail. Roast of Bluest Spears because you know, professional comedian, and that's the uh, the pinnacle of comedy he can come up. He can come up with. That's what happens when you take a entire year off of doing um live comedy shows. Bluest Spears is the extent of your comedic talent. <laughs> oh Lord. You know what, let's get back to um, New Year's for just a moment. So, this New Year's is actually going to be pretty good for me. This is the same as what happened last year. My house is going to be empty. So, both my housemates have decided they're going to be going somewhere over New Year's. I don't care where they're going. They're not going to be here. So, I get the house to myself. And you know what? I love it. Having the house to yourself is great. And every time that the house is empty... I get reminded about how much I actually want to go and actually live by myself. Like, living with housemates is great because it's cheap. 
but damn, I really want just to have not just my own space as in a, a room, because I have a room here, but I want to have like a full house to myself. I'm not going to do much with it. Like what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to have a dedicated office. I don't know what I'll put in the background. I was thinking about it while I was trying to like, get to sleep last night, which also might be why I didn't sleep that well. Um, let's see if we can find it. I'm not going to mention until I see it. Linux. Okay, no, I already said it. Um, I, I like to speak out loud when I'm typing. Uh, so I, I don't know if you've seen like the Pac-Man lights. I want to get some, like, I want to have like a, uh, basically a Tux, like a the Linux mascot, a Tux that has a, uh, basically, it's basically a light. I'll see if I can find the Pac-Man light. I might, I don't know. Sadly, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to, uh, find something as nice. Pac-Man light, infinity attraction. Maybe I'll just be like everyone else and buy the Pac-Man light. I think it's a different one. Uh, Pac-Man ghost light table lamp. Okay, that's the uh, the ghost version. Okay, it's basically this, but Pac-Man. I would like something that is like this, but for Tux. I don't think anyone's made one, and I don't have the uh, the elect the electrical talent. The 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 uh. Yeah, sure. We'll go with the electrical, mechanical powers of thingies to actually make something like this myself. <clears throat> but I, I do want to have some sort of lights back there, and then I'll probably also have something better than these lamps, like a maybe like a light bar or something mounted to the wall. Like I don't know, maybe maybe along here. If I don't have a window here, I would have like a light bar mounted to it. Um, and then my bedroom will basically just be a bedroom. It's going to be a very boring bedroom. Actually, I'll probably put my posters up. I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I've actually got like 16 or 17 anime posters just sitting up in my wardrobe because I just can't put them up here because I don't want to damage the walls while I'm, you know, like share housing. Um, so, hmm. What was I saying? Right. Um, the bedroom will probably just have a bunch of anime posters up because, you know, that's that's how you get laid. Um, <laughs> fucking care. Um, my house. I'll do what I want. Um, and then the lounge room. You know what? Let's. It's, it's sort of a trend that every time I do a solo episode, I end up talking about something I want to buy. So we're just going to go over to Gumtree and let's see how much buying a couch off of Gumtree. We're going to try to furnish this. Furnace? We're going to try to furnish furnish this house okay i don't want to sign in no go away let's let's go and look for couch okay so fifteen hundred dollars seventeen hundred dollars and that's way too much for a couch what the hell why would i want to pay that here we go four hundred dollars nah that's too much ah here we go three-seater double sofa bed eighty dollars from kumbaha Ah, oh, nice, okay. I doubt the mattress comes with it. No stains. Mattress is much... The mattress does come with it. Oh, okay, 80 bucks. No, let's... Oh, no, what do you... What? No, where'd it go? No, here. 
Uh, let's set it to Adelaide, just so... Actually, just South Australia. Yeah, we'll set it to South Aus... I cannot... Oh my god, what am I doing? South Australia. If you don't know what Gumtree is, Gumtree is basically... Think of Craigslist, but without the prostitutes. Yeah. Pretty much what it is. So, couch. Uh, price negotiable. I imagine... Since you bought an ad for it, it's probably expensive. Free. I like free. Why is it free? Uh, Salisbury North, brown two-seater couch to give away. Needs a good clean, or you can use it for the dog. I don't fucking care. Just put some, uh, put some, like, Novak on it. Oh, that's nice. Oh, look at this. Three-seater couch free, Paralawi. Oh, that's, like, pretty close by. 80 bucks for a recliner. See, this is how you can, like, furnish your house. Who needs to go and buy, like, expensive furnishings that, like, fit together? Nah. Free couch. No trambopoline. What? That, no trambopoline? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean the kids didn't jump on it? 750 No, that's too much. We need to order by price. That is an ugly house. Uh, cheapest. Free? Free. That's... That is an ugly, ugly chair, but... It's free. Oh, the armrests are... Kind of shitty. Is that like a metal grill on the side? What the hell? That is kind of old. Free, modular, and ottoman. Why the fuck is that free? Wait, what the fuck? Why is this free? This is like a $1,500 couch set. What the hell? Large modular couch, well-worn but still very comfy. Would be perfect for shack or shed, or could even be refilled with down and could be like new. I'm guessing the padding might be kind of shitty. It's Myrtle... Ah, you're from Myrtle, Myrtle Bank. Ah, you're rich. That's why you're chucking away a $1,500 couch. Leather couch and recliner. I'm not a big fan of leather couches. The problem with leather couches in Australia is they tend to get, like, really sticky because, you know, sweat and stuff. Blakeview. Oh, that's not too far away. In, like, 20 minutes. That's a perfectly good couch. What the fuck? Why are you throwing this away? Ah, uh, I guess... Oh, no, there's a cut in it. Is, wait, is that a cut on the bottom? Oh no, it's a cut on... Ah, oh, it's cut there. Firstly, I don't know how the, man how the hell you managed to do that. Secondly... Okay. Why is it free? Fuck. I am not buying a single piece of furniture for my house. I will just pick up free couches. Like... May maybe that's a... That's a business venture right there. Go on Gumtree, pick up free couches, flip them for like 20 or 30 bucks. Actually, I, the problem is that, um... Oh, I guess you have a cat or something. I guess the problem is that because there's so many free couches, you may not even be able to sell the couches. Hmm. That's an issue, isn't it? Maybe if you put a price on it, people will be more likely to actually buy it because 
They'll look at how cheap the cheap couches are and be like, why the fuck is that free? There must be something wrong with it. Okay, some of them are kind of sketchy. This one has a big stain on it. Um, mm. But most of these are so fucking good. There is a lot of people from rich areas, obviously chucking them away, but green with that's not even a that expensive an area uh, that expensive of an area. Couch two seater and three seater free Hallett Cove leather couch. Fucking hell. Okay, that's enough looking at couches. Let's say dining table. Dining table. Okay, and let's set it to. Okay. Oh, there's no free stuff here. Okay, let's just put in table. Table. That's not a couch. Wait, what the fuck? I put in table and it searches for couch. That is not a couch. Well, that, that is not a table. Oh, it's right. Okay, because Gumtree is stupid. I forgot about that. So let's go to the main page again and try that again. So let's search for table. And... $2,300 for a walnut dining and living furniture. No. Let's go to cheapest. Ah, okay, those are ads. Okay, that's why. Three. Look at this. Coffee table, side table. Actually, no, let's go specifically dining table. So I know I can get cheap ones at like Bunnings anyway. Dining table. Sold extend extendable extendable? That's cool. Look at this. Whole dining set free. What the fuck? Oh, I closed it. Uh, bring the back open. These fucking rich people by the beach just chucking away perfectly good stuff. Dining suite, bunk bed, computer desk. Oh, you're chucking away a bunch of stuff. Why? Why are you chucking it away? Um, best, oh, not best match. Cheapest. Cheapest is the uh, the best price for me. Uh, two outdoor tables. Goolworth South. That's a bit of a distance, but it's not too bad for free stuff. Perfectly fine for an outdoor table. I've actually seen people like around the street, like, not around the street, around the neighborhood, chucking out perfectly decent like recliners and dining tables and things like that. Like, what a absolute waste. Golden Grove. It's a very small dining table. It's a little, little small for me. If I have, like, more than two people around, it's not going to work. Um, that is a bed frame, not a table. Vintage dining, vintage dining table. Is it vintage, though? Is it vintage, though? It just looks like a shitty dining table. <laughs> uh... Free large table. Did you make this table? You made this you made this table yourself. It's got duct tape holding it together. I love that. That's awesome. Free heavy table. Ooh, it's a heavy table. Dining table. Dining table and chairs. Parafield gardens. Outdoor setting for sale. I think you mean it's free. Uh free dining table and ten chairs. Ten chairs. Why are you giving away ten chairs for free? What are wrong with these chairs? 
Why are they free? Did you steal them? Ten chairs with blue seat covers. A couple chairs need screw tightened. Uh, seats ten comfortably, but can fit twelve. Yeah, the, if, if you're just listening to the audio version right now, there is nothing wrong with these chairs. They are just your sort of average dining table chairs. They're probably like from Ikea or something like that. Maybe maybe like an actual, um, maybe like a something like a, just a regular furniture store. Nothing crazy. It, it may be like a $500 set when it was new, but it's free. Okay. Uh... Let's, I was thinking of just getting like deck chairs and putting them in my house. But if I can get all this free furniture, I might as well. See, okay, I could understand if because of this year, people like running out of money, they were selling stuff. That I could entirely understand. But where are people getting all these new dining tables they need to get rid of all their stuff? Like, what's happening here? Okay, outdoor dining. Free outdoor table. Tables, we got too many tables. I feel, is this a bar? Ah, oh, it's a... That, those are actually nice tables. This is a, um... A antique store that's trying to sell some stuff. That's fair. That's a really nice table. All of these are nice tables. Like, and they're 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Holy crap, I just had the the nicest delivery dude show up to the door. So <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna cut this story for just a moment. So Um He rode up on his bike to my fucking doorstep. I don't know why. I, I thought I like there'd be a package there or something. No, he just had a fucking letter. And not just, a, like, it, the letter was for someone who didn't live here anymore. So, I just sent it back with him. He was like, oh, okay, so if, uh, the, if the letter doesn't come to this house, just leave it in the junk mail sort at the top. We'll take it back for you guys. Just easy like that. He's, I'm guessing he just got his job because he seems so happy about delivering mail. I've never seen any, like, driver that happy. But, hey, if you love your job, mate... That's cool. If you're going to be the new dude who does the route here, that's awesome. I'm... I, I don't have anything bad to say about this guy. This guy's just an absolute legend. You don't have to come to my fucking doorstep to deliver a letter, though. I'm guessing... I think it had, like, a an urgent sticker on it. Maybe with OzPost, they do have to, like, do that as, a, like, a... Uh, come straight to the door, knock on the door. Maybe that's why. I, I don't know, though. Hmm. I don't know, but this dude's cool. Uh, let's get back to looking at really cheap, shitty furniture. Actually, it's not even fair to call it shitty furniture. It's cheap, really, really good furniture. Um, uh, 1.5 meter by 1.5 meter top glass table. I don't like a glass table as an outdoor table because I'm going to drink and I will likely break it. But look at these. There's just so many nice tables. There's no excuse not to have decent furniture if you have a vehicle or you know someone with a vehicle. <laughs> just 
Pick up some fucking free shit off of Gumtree. You don't need to buy furniture. That's stupid. Who buys furniture? Guess you want your house to look good. That's one thing. Let's see about fridges. Let's go cheapest fridges. Fridges or electronics is something I'd be a bit sketchier about. Especially if someone's trying to sell a fridge. There's probably a reason why they're trying to sell it and not keep it for themselves. Yeah, you can... It's like 300... If, like, if you need a fridge, this is better than no fridge. Presumably, if it works. Um... But if someone's getting rid of a fridge, there's probably a reason why they're trying to get rid of it. I was not expecting to talk about tables and stuff. Um, I think, right, I got here by talking about how I want to get my own place. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got here. Mm. But my house is going to end up being pretty bare. Like, I'm going to have, like, a couch. And I'm going to have a table for things. But it's not going to be like, here's just a random cabinet for the sake of having a cabinet. Like, I haven't shown you guys what my house looks like. But there's so many just useless cabinets sitting around for seemingly no reason. There's nothing in them. They're not there to, like, hold any valuables or anything like that. They're just there for the sake of being there. And I don't understand why people like to do that with their house. Because it just makes it harder to clean. It makes it harder to move when you want to move at some point. I, I don't understand just wanting to buy new things for the sake of having new things. It's one thing to buy, like, a new cabinet because you're like, okay, I want to start collecting fucking bottle caps and I want to fill the cabinet with bottle caps. That's cool. But if it's just like, here's a cabinet, I'm going to put some junk that should have gone in the bin anyway in this cabinet because I don't feel like actually sorting through it. In that case, sort through your fucking junk and get rid of it. Much easier and much less of a hassle. Mm. Everything I have in this room, with the exception of... Actually, no, I think pretty much everything I have in this room is something that I, I have because I still need for some reason. Whether it, it might be something I use every like once every six months, but there's nothing in here that's just like... Oh, I have it here because I have it here. Anything, like, every, like, two or three months, I'll go through my room and chuck out anything I don't need. The, ex the one exception is with my bookshelf because I don't like throwing books away. Like, if I'm going to buy a book, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it once, and that's all. And then it's going to sit there. Books are my one exception. But when it's like, here's some, I don't know, awards from when I was a kid. Things like that, I don't particularly care about. I actually was going to chuck some of that stuff away, uh, but my mum wanted it, so I just sent it up with my mum. That's what I do with that. I, I don't really care about that. It's just other stuff, like, I have a bunch of extra clothes that I don't need. I've gone through my drawer a bunch of times because I just accumulate things over time. Whether that's, be, be, whether that's because I buy new shirts and then I forget to chuck out the old ones, the old ones end up having holes in them and... I, I just need to, or whether it's for other reasons, just, I don't know, people buy me a shirt for some reason. Don't buy me a shirt. Just don't. <laughs> just, if, if you ever consider buying me a shirt, just give me the money you were going to spend on the shirt, and I'll buy my own shirt, because you're probably going to buy a shirt that I don't like. That's happened plenty of times. Um, it actually happened for Christmas once. I, I, <laughs> I think my mum bought me a, uh, 
Yeah, she bought me like this shirt with a skull on it. I was like, this is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm never going to wear this. <laughs> Which is kind of mean, but like, it was also a really ugly shirt. So I'm not entirely in the wrong, just mostly in the wrong. Something I'm not in the wrong about, though, is the uh, the water strats. So, uh, I'm, geez, I'm almost out of water. I should have grabbed some water while I disappeared for just a moment. Um, but what I, was, what I was saying about the water strats was in, I think, one of Callie's early drinking, uh, drinking streams, she mentioned that when she drinks, she will have one hand with the alcohol and the other hand with the water. Now, I thought this was bullshit and wouldn't help you, like, feel less hungover in the morning. I tried it. Fucking works. It works so well. I used to have, like, really bad hangovers. I'd have, like, one or two drinks, and I would be fucking gone the next day. Now, I have, like, six, seven, eight drinks. Have one drink. So, basically, the way it works is for each drink you have, you drink basically as much water and by the end of the night you'll probably piss pretty often but by the end of the night you're going to be just as drunk as you were you'll be perfectly hydrated though and when you wake up in the morning no headache you might feel like a little lethargic being like oh i don't want to get out of bed and that's just because your sh your your sleep was shit because you just drank 10 drinks uh but you won't feel hungover and once you like force yourself out of bed maybe have like something to eat you'll be perfectly fine to go for the day have more drinks the next night. I I don't get the people who just... Now that I've started this, I don't get the people who just drink alcohol and nothing else all night. Because you know you're going to feel shit in the morning. Like, you're entirely aware that it's going to happen. But you keep doing it. My sister is actually pretty bad with this. Like, I, I keep telling her, okay, just drink a bunch of water while you're drinking. Not like after, but like while you are drinking. Maybe just between the sips. Just fucking switch between the drinks. Doesn't do it. Wakes up with a headache. Like, I fucking told you so. <laughs> she doesn't care though. She's just going to go and drink the next night anyway. Um, <clears throat> but hey, you can start drinking earlier if you just have water all night. Because I did this when I was at the, uh, the work dinner we had. And <clears throat> I felt fine. I thought it was just because I had so much food. That was the first night I'd properly tried it. Because the last time I tried it, I only had like... <clears throat> I had like five drinks, but also had a... I was sleeping on a fucking rock. Um, <clears throat> I was at a caravan park and the bed was just... It was the worst bed that I'd ever slept on. Honestly, it would probably be about as good if I'd put a blanket on the floor and slept on the floor. That's how fucking shit this bed was. Uh, and it made a bunch of noise anytime you just slightly moved. So that wasn't fun either. But I thought, okay, that I had a shit sleep that night because of the bed. Maybe I had a shit sleep as well because of the alcohol, and I woke up feeling kind of terrible. Maybe this doesn't actually work. Try it again. Do it at work. I do it at work. <laughs> do it for the work dinner. Uh, have a bunch of food as well that night. Really not a great uh, chance to actually try it. Then Christmas was when I really properly tried it. Basically, all I had was like... I think, what was I eating that day? I think we had, like, some salads and some chicken and stuff. Like, your normal Christmas sort of dinner, where you, or Christmas dinner and lunch in Australia, where you don't feel like actually doing anything much effort. It's just like, oh, here's here's some 
Here's some deli meats. Here's some lettuce and stuff like that. Here's some cheese. Uh, so nothing super filling. And woke up, felt amazing. Little sleepy. That's normal though. Next night, did basically the same thing. Felt fine as well. Yeah, it works. I recommend water strats. Water strats are very good. Um, and it's not like you feel less drunk. You just have to like, yeah, you don't feel less drunk. You're still drinking just as much alcohol. Um, it just doesn't hit you as hard in the morning. Because the problem you're going to have with when you just drink alcohol all night is you're going to be dehydrated. And your body's going to be like, why the fuck is there no water here? It might be a bit different if you're drinking beer all night. But if you're drinking like whiskey and stuff like I do, whiskey and vodka, uh, yeah, no. Just do the water strats, you'll feel good. But I've kind of changed the way I drink anyway. I've been drinking a lot more um, seltzers lately. Seltzers are fucking, they're great. I didn't think I would enjoy seltzers as much as I do, but they're great. I tried out the um, Smirnoff raspberry, raspberry, yeah, raspberry and rose uh, seltzer. That was delicious. Everyone else around me hated it because it smelled really strong. I didn't, I didn't notice it smelled strong. I just kind of enjoyed it as I did. Um, and I also had the um, yuzu and lime um, shochu, the uh, highball that I, I was drinking the. Blood orange and mandarin or something the other night. I don't know exactly what it was. Um, let's see. When I was on stream. Highball. Let's find out. Uh, blood orange and bitters. Now, that's the shit one. Um, mandarin, mandarin and grapefruit was the one I had on stream. And... Yeah, the I tried out the, um, the yuzu and lime. Yuzu and lime is great. Here you go. Here you go. Need to see Dan Murphy's webpage. Um, yeah. Let's actually look at seltzers and see what Dan Murphy's actually has. They have a, they have a, a category for seltzers now. Lovely. So, what am I going to buy next time? I recommend anything that isn't the uh, the mango white claw. Literally anything that isn't this. I hear the ruby grapefruit is good, but they're always fucking sold out because, you know, they're actually good. Um... Sadly, I, I will try it at some point. Probably like after Christmas, they won't be sold out. Why are the reviews on the seltzers so low? Actually, I, I want to see why people are reviewing the seltzers so low. Let's try the Raspberry Rose. Because I actually really do like the Raspberry Rose. Vegan friendly. Yes, it's fucking water and vodka. It, basically water, raspberry and vodka. Flavor is weak, doesn't taste like raspberry or rose. A very light and refreshing drink for a hot summer's day. I really enjoyed this drink, and I don't normally drink vodka. Yeah, I don't normally drink vodka either, but... For some reason, I really like these ones. Uh, very plain. I found this drink very bland and felt underwhelmed by the taste. Do you know why you felt underwhelmed? Because it has no sugar in it. That's why you felt underwhelmed. Because you're used to drinking, like, any other sort of mixes where it's like, let's just put fucking tons of sugar in it. That's actually true for all of the, um... All of the seltzers, none of them have sugar in them. And they're all getting really low reviews because people are drinking them, expecting them to be, like, really sweet like you'd expect from a cider. But no, that, that's not what you get. You get fucking... You get vodka and flavor. I think the, the 
the Raspberry Rose actually do have much more flavor than the, um, especially the fucking mango white. Well, the mango white floor is kind of gross. Um, actually, I, I was looking at the view, the reviews. Let's just keep going and seeing what other reviews we have. Next, next page. Okay, awesome. So plus light and what is this fucking review? What? How did you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? What are you doing? Uh, don't bother buying this. It, it's like bitters. It's like bitter soda water. Tasted terrible and quite acidic and bitter. I don't know what you're drinking. It's not very acidic, but yes, it's bitter soda water. Yes, that is literally what it is. <laughs> Too bitter. Was expecting a sweeter flavor. Very bitter. Don't. Uh, did not finish it and would not buy again. You bought a drink without sugar in it, and you didn't expect it to be bitter. God, these... Why are these people so dumb? Wait... I didn't review this, what the fuck? Where's this weird person who has the exact same taste that I do? Uh, <clears throat> rose is good, but rose-flavored vodka is definitely bad. I don't know who would drink this... I don't know what is going on with these reviews. Why are they... Formatted like this. None of my friends liked it, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess I thought this would have more of a rose taste. It instead tasted kind of medicine-y. I'll give you that. I'll give you that one. Uh, stick with Koyomi, Yuzu, and Lime. That has nothing to do with this drink. I don't know why you recommend it here, but sure. Uh, tastes like bad rose. <laughs> a little better than the passion fruit. I hated the passion fruit, but this grapefruit flavor... Oh, this is the grapefruit one, is it? Wait, what? Oh, wait, what? You get a strong hit of vodka. What do you drink? Do you get a strong hit of vodka? It's like one standard drink. You don't get a strong hit of vodka. It's fucking one standard drink. Um. Yeah, all of the... I think literally all of them have a low review because I don't think anyone realizes they don't have any sugar in them. Uh, can we... What has a one-star rating? The no sh... No sh, no sh, seltzer, mango, and pineapple. Why does this have one... Has one review on it? I didn't like the flavor of these. was a struggle to drink. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, I, why can't we order by rating? Come on, damn Murphys, what are you doing, guys? Uh, member offer, $99 for six, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's out of, out of stock anyway. Uh, Smirnoff, Smirnoff, maybe I'll grab, I might grab the, um, the good tides next time. When they're not out of stock, because the good tides are actually selling pretty often. They seem to have probably the best review out of all of them. So, also think I'm in Marion for some reason. Delivery for Oakland Parks. Uh, yeah, that's not where I live, but sure. If you say so. Uh, not too sweet. No sugar. Not much taste. No sugar. Literally everyone... Literally everyone is com who's complaining about it is complaining that they have no taste and that... They're not sweet. Yes. That's the point. Fuck you. 
Oh my god. Let's see what's new. New in the spirits category. We have some Siroc Vodka. <clears throat> Fizzy alcoholic seltzer. Are there non-alcoholic seltzers? I've been noticing we're getting a lot more um, Japanese drinks. Can we sort by country? I wonder. Um, hmm. There was, I think, a Japanese gin and tonic, maybe? I can't remember what it was, but... Hmm. Nosferatu Distillery. I don't know what that is. Um, Fenju. That's a Chinese drink, I believe. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm, I, I, know, I know enough Chinese to know that it's not Japanese. <laughs> That that's the extent of my Chinese knowledge. Uh oh my my Mandarin knowledge, I guess. Three peaks seltzer. Ooh, more seltzers. Two reviews. Wow. Wow, it has the highest review. Probably because no one who doesn't like things that aren't sweet. I love this seltzer. It's not super sweet. Yeah, none of them are. Refreshing low carb. I don't okay. I don't get how someone can click on something or can look at something that says 68 calories, 90 calories in a little can like this and say, I don't get why this isn't sweet. Do you know why it has 68 calories in it? Do you know why your Jack Daniels doesn't have 68 calories in it? Most of the calories from that Jack Daniels premix isn't from the Jack Daniels. It's from the cola. It's from the sugar in that. What part of that just doesn't... Just wrap... What part of that do people not understand? How difficult is that to understand that a drink that has basically no calories in it obviously is going to have no sugar in it? I've been ranting about this for so long. <laughs> oh, Lord. Just stupid people who don't seem to understand something basic like this really bother me. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of uh, seltzers and a lot of um, a lot of the highballs recently as well. The highballs are delicious. The highballs are absolutely delicious. I might buy some of them, uh, some more of the lime ones. I think yeah, I don't I don't drink that much, but but uh, but hey, if uh, if someone wants to like super chat me and pay me for my drinks, I'm not gonna say no. If I, if this, uh, I think most of the time I actually drink, I drink on stream now. Just because it makes the streams a little bit more fun. But I don't, I don't get people to drink for the sake of drinking. Like anyone who drinks beer, for example, I don't know anyone who actually says they enjoy beer out of the people who go out of their way to find craft beer. Like people who drink like fucking Forex or... Any like any of the just standard beers. I don't know anyone or Coopers, anything like that. I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, I enjoy this. It's just like I drink it because that's what I drink. But there's so many other drinks out there that are actually like nice to drink. Whether that's one of the highballs or if you like the seltzer style, whether it's a seltzer, but gen like some of the sweeter ciders are just delicious. Like I don't get some of the hard like the hard ciders. I'm not a fan of because a lot of them just kind of taste like beer. But I'm a big fan of Summersby. Summersby is is great. 
I don't know if Summer's Bee gets shipped outside of Australia, but Summer's Bee is honestly delicious. And if you do ever find a Summer's Bee, I recommend picking up the uh, the Blackberry. The Blackberry is great. The watermelon's great. The pear is great. The apple is... It's an apple cider. There's nothing special about it. But any of the other flavors are super amazing. Super amazing? Super great. Really great. Really good. <laughs> yes. Um, we are at one hour and 53 minutes. Okay, let's... Uh, what else do we... What else do we got? Uh... Oh, here we go. So I went out for a walk pretty late last night, at least late for me. It's, I think it was like 8pm or something, so just before sunset happened. And I kind of forget that I'm living in a pretty well-off neighbourhood until I go outside at night and notice that there's people walking around. Because back when I lived in like Davron Park or Smithfield, no one would be walking around letting their kids just run off at 8pm. That just wouldn't happen because they know their kid's probably going to get shanked. But I've been living in like Salisbury Heights and other relatively well-off areas for quite a while now. And yeah, I just, I just noticed some weird things like that. And the weird thing about where I am now is that it's like half really posh people who have like two or three story mansions and then other people like just down the street who have like these pretty normal even like pretty falling apart houses like there's places I've seen which if you put it next to the river and call it a shack no one would just bat their eye it just looks like it belongs down by the river but even houses like those are fairly expensive like I think that's 300,000 for a place like that which Anywhere else wouldn't be 300,000. You'd be like, at best, 200 or so. <clears throat> but when I say well-off, I don't mean like super posh. I mean like the average house price is 300,000, which is more expensive than what I'm used to living in. Like, I, that, that's, that's the point I'm, I'm saying there. But I've noticed if people walk around at night, like I've seen like just women jogging with earphones in by themselves at night. Which just wouldn't happen over in Smithfield. Because people know that it's a stupid idea to do that. But here everyone's like, oh, every we know that everyone else is rich here and isn't gonna like mug you. It's fine. I'm just gonna like do something that is probably not that safe. Or like go down some like side path like when it's completely dark. I've just seen people walking around at like 11 p.m., like when I'm coming home from work. I'm just like, what the fuck are you people doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm still, even though I've been living in these better areas for quite a while now, I'm still not used to the way that some people just don't care for their lives. I guess it's probably much safer than Smithfield or Davron Park, but hey. I, I still probably wouldn't do it myself. Like, I don't like walking around, like, Adelaide late at night, even when there's tons of people around, because I know there's... Because there's tons of people around, there's tons more chances for there to be absolutely crazy people around as well who you really don't want to be in a dark alley with. And I just sort of, like, try to 
avoid situations like that like they're the plague. Some people don't. Some people just don't care. Which, hey, if that's what you want to do with your life, that's cool. But that that's not me. Um, but on that note, one thing I, I was thinking about was I have no idea how I managed to go to sleep when I went to sleep as a kid. Because in summer, it's still basically the middle of the day at like 7 or 8 p.m. And I'm pretty sure when I was like 8 or 10 years old, my bedtime was 8 p.m., which is fine in winter. In winter, it's like pitch black by that time. But in the middle of summer, it's definitely not. Like you could go outside, go for like a half hour run, come back, and it would still be daylight. I don't know how young me ever got to sleep like that. I really don't. Maybe it's because when you're a kid and you like hop into bed and you're actually tired, you just like pass out. Maybe that's what it is. But, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it's, it, it just it just reminded me about that because now if I try to sleep during the day, some days it's fine. Some days I kind of want to have a nap. Like I did after the um, Hex DSL episode. But most days I just... I can't sleep with the sun's out. The, the blackout curtains do make it much better. So if I do actually need to sleep during the day. I actually very well could now. Which... Hey, isn't that bad. But I guess still during summer it does get... It usually gets hot. This year not so much. This year, right now, 30th of December. It is 22 degrees Celsius. This time last year... 36, 37? I don't know what's happening this summer, but it is it is not the sort of summer that I've ever used to. So, I don't know what winter's going to be like then. Maybe it's going to be freezing? Maybe it's going to be a really warm winter? I, I don't know what it's going to be like. Hopefully it's a normal winter, but I really I really don't know what, what to expect at this point. Because even winter this year was a fairly... It was a fairly dry winter from what I remember. I don't remember it raining that much. I think we got a... Yeah, it rained like a little bit, but nothing like it normally does. And it certainly wasn't anywhere near as cold as it normally is. Now, I say cold, but this is like Australian cold. So, you know, 10 degrees Celsius. But the other weird thing was when uh, in Tasmania the other week, when it snowed in the middle of summer twice. Not just once. Once is a weird fluke that you wouldn't expect to happen. Twice. Twice it snowed. So... Fuck knows. Fuck knows, it's gonna be a weird year. This year was already weird enough with everything that happened. I didn't remember that the, um, those big Australian bushfires actually happened at this year. Now, they're not, like, anything out of the ordinary for Australia, but, um... <clears throat> Back in, if you don't even remember, you probably don't even remember because it it feels like it happened like two or three years ago. There was the uh, those major major bushfires. I guess they're called Black Summer now. Um, where yeah, there was just these big bushfires. This happened like just before COVID hit. No one remembers that this happened anymore. It feels like it was so long ago. Like, this year, it's been such a weird year, because for me, uh, I've had my final year of uni, so I've had my head down most of the year. Then, obviously, having COVID as well, and, like, sticking in my, rot my routine of the channel, doing, like, 
seven videos a week, now six videos a week, and then a stream, and now also doing two extra streams as well on the gaming channel sometimes, and the podcast, and all this other stuff. I didn't realize that the year was basically over at this point, and I'd, I'd forgotten about all this stuff that happened, like the bushfires. Bushfires were massive. I, like, in the house I'm in right now, about like 20 or 30 minutes away were the fires. Like, that, that's how close they were. But didn't happen. Didn't happen anymore. No one, no one remembers. That's sort of how fast the uh, news cycle moves as well. Because I, as soon as I remember, as soon as like COVID started, uh, like taking up the news, no one was even thinking about the bushfires. But they're still being like, uh, I think what's the word I'm thinking of? There's still damage being restored from that. So. There's still, like, houses and things being restored. So it's not like it just went away when um, COVID started. But yeah, this, this year has been crazy. And <clears throat> there's a bunch of other things that have happened that people have just completely forgotten about. I don't know what's going to happen next year. Next year is going to be an interesting one. I, uh, Yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to go down, to be honest. All I know is I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep making content like I'm making. I'm going to keep working at my day job, filling shelves. I've been an essential worker this entire year, so nothing really changed for me in that respect. I didn't even have to wear masks most of the time. That's how Australia went down. Like South Australia, we had like two days of essential masks, and that's all we had. The rest of it's just like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all good. But I'm not going to get into that in this episode, so I think I'm just going to end it off there. So I would like to word something, or rather, let you know what who are we going to give it a shout out to this time. Uh, let's see who should you go and watch. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to say because I mentioned him earlier, go and watch some of Andrew Schultz's comedy because he is he is fucking hilarious. He will roast absolutely everyone. I don't watch any of his other stuff. I just watch his uh, comedy clips. He will roast you no matter who you are. Go check him out. He's got 1.5 million subs. Doesn't need my attention. But, hey, do it. Have a laugh. Enjoy yourself. And, uh, and yeah. So, before I go, I would like to thank my supporters. So, a special thank you to Chris, Joachim, Donald, Michael, Andre, Nathan, David Montezar, Will. I... Uh, I wanted to have a beat there, and then Montezar's name was too long. Uh, Chico Bento, Joseph, Mitchell, Peter D, Tony, and Tushar. If you want to go... I've also got my... There's also the $2 patrons. Well, can't forget those guys. Uh, those guys. <laughs> uh, if you want to go support my work, there are links to the things down below, like my Patreon, LibrePay, and Scribestar. Uh, this podcast is available as an audio version on audio podcasty platforms, and then the video version on Library, Odyssey, YouTube, I think that's it. Maybe Facebook and stuff. I don't remember if it's actually getting synced anymore. I should actually go and check that. And I've got the main channel. Linuxy things happen there. Generally more structured than this. The streams, there's gaming channel as well. I need a name for the gaming channel. And that should be it. So thank you guys for watching. Um, yeah. I'm out.